Hey folks, welcome to episode 23 of the Jedi Council Podcast, uh, where me, Brandon Saxton, and I, me, Katie Gordon, <laughs> like to explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. We get some mental health in the podcast. There's a, there's a ratio between like sort of the nerdy stuff and the mental health, and it changes episode to episode. The blog is pretty consistent, but... Here you're going to get, it's sort of a grab bag. That's right, yep. and today might be one of those days. It might be a little lighter on the mental health and a, and a lot heavier on the Dr. Horrible. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of the Dr. Horrible. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this wonderful Friday afternoon, Katie? I'm good. I can't wait to see how Dr. Horrible concludes. I am excited as well. I think Dr. Horrible is one of my favorite musicals. Oh, it certainly is, yeah. Since you've said musical, I want to say one other quick thing about Please. why I'm in a good mood. Please. The Hamilton mixtape came out, <laughs> <laughs> and the singer Dessa, who I spoke about on a previous episode for our loyal listeners, did one of the songs, and it's really good. So that's, that really brightens one's day. Absolutely. Uh, I think this podcast, or or this whole Jedi Council conglomerate, is going to be moving in a Hamilton sort of direction. <laughs> I sense this coming. <laughs> Uh, I'm not resistant to it at all, but I'm always hesitant because when I really get interested in things, I think like a lot of people who maybe share some of our interests, I get interested in every aspect of it and get totally engulfed in it for months at a time. You don't even know. There's so much. Well, Ugh. you might know. I think I you know sense a little. it. You I, do. I, I, I you know, know what I'm getting into, yeah. and I'm not going to fight it. It's going to happen. There's a lot of content there, but listeners, I know that takes us a little bit away from comic books and other nerdy stuff. If you're interested in us doing a podcast episode or post on Hamilton, tweet at us. Send yeah. us a message. Leave us a comment on Facebook because I just want to gauge the interest. In Absolutely. It. And if you're not interested, tweet at us anyway. What yeah. about something different? Why don't we? Why don't we? <laughs> why don't we steal what Kevin Smith did in his decision about making Tusk? You can mm-hmm. tweet us with the hashtag Hamilton Yes if you like a <laughs> Hamilton episode or. Hashtag Hamilton no if you would not. But then after that, maybe tell us what else you'd like. And we'll probably do one either way. <laughs> <laughs> because if there's one thing I don't believe in, it's uh, democracy. <laughs> we'll still give you that good Batman and Wonder Woman and other Always. related. Oh, and Star Wars, of course. Of course. I mean, come on. Speaking of Star Wars, Rogue One Countdown. Let's start, let's, maybe we should start a Rogue One Countdown. Yes. Uh, so 16 days 16, till it comes out. Is it, is it the 18th that it comes out? Oh, no, it's I 14 it's, days. Yeah, it's the 16th. I was, I'm so self-centered right. that I was thinking about when I'm seeing it. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, that is the sort of egocentrism that I just know and love about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well known for that. Um, yeah, Rogue One Countdown. I don't, I'm getting excited. I haven't bought my tickets yet, though, so I think I should probably do that tonight. There are probably a lot left depending on what time you go. And for me, who's going at a kind of early during the daytime, yeah. I believe I purchased only tickets in okay. that showing. That's what I did for <laughs> The Force Awakens as well. Mm-hmm. The daytime, there's nothing wrong with a good daytime movie, in I'm my telling opinion. you. It's, uh, especially Star Wars. Tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think Star Wars is good any time of the day. Oh, I really. completely Especially agree. Rogue One. Well, I assume. I'm going to be really weirded out if it's just bad for some reason. Yeah, that would be a huge disappointment. I do have a question for you. Are you going to see Please. it 3D or not? Oh, no. That's a really interesting th- idea. So because uh, I believe in tangents, I'm not going to see it in 3D. And I actually don't really like 3D movies at all. Do you? 
I have mixed feelings about mm-hmm. it. I can't remember so mixed that I don't remember if I ended up buying okay. 3D or 2D. <laughs> wow. So it'll be a surprise. <laughs> I went back and forth okay. right up till that very end. Okay. That's it's kind of like the 3D lottery. You don't know exactly, <laughs> exactly. what you're going to get. A special if they hand you a ticket and a glasses, you'll know. <laughs> and until then, it's just a mystery. Exactly. Interesting. So what I remember is I think Avatar was the first big 3D mm-hmm. sort of movie. And it was filmed and meant to be seen in 3D, mm-hmm. not this sort of silly uh, post-3D edit that it never really looked that good. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> 3D was supposed to be so huge, but I don't actually really think I know anyone who just likes it that much. Um, it's certainly not for me, and, and I'll avoid it at almost any cost. It's... I don't know. It, yeah. it never took off like people thought it was going to, and mm-hmm. they seem to still push it so much. They do. Oh, I think even with DVDs and Blu-rays, right? Sometimes yeah. they have the little 3D glasses mm-hmm. that go with it. And I I feel like I forget that it's 3D when I'm seeing 3D. Like, I adjust anyway to, I don't know, a, a 2D universe. Sure. So it kind of is, it's kind of a waste. Yeah. Except with, like, glasses on your face. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Well, you do look cool, because you are wearing sunglasses, so... Oh, here's something interesting. I was um, at the supermarket or something like that recently, and the person who was at the register checking out was wearing 3D glasses, like from a movie theater. Really? Yeah. And I didn't really know... Like, Hmm. I didn't know if they were just trying to maybe get a reaction out of people, or maybe... Have you ever heard of people just wearing... Like, it was like the plastic... It wasn't like the paper one. It was like the plastic, like, real D, 3D sort of sunglasses... Or they're not sunglasses, I guess, but glasses. And you can tell they're 3D because the lenses are sort of, I don't know, foggy because they have the 3D effect. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And I I, I kind of wanted to ask and just be like, you're, you're wearing 3D glasses. I, I'd love to know why, but I also felt a little awkward about it and thought I didn't know exactly why she was wearing it and didn't know maybe if I there's people who wear them for some reason. I've never heard of it helping any sort of headaches or eyes. No. I can't imagine it helps eyesight in any way. But. No, because I would think if it was a functional purpose, it wouldn't be the plastic ones, yeah. right? So um, if you listeners understand why people might wear them, whether it's mm-hmm. a fashionable thing or functional thing, please tweet us with hashtag 3D glasses yes. <laughs> if you don't understand, then please tweet us yeah. with hashtag 3D glasses Absolutely. no. No, I, and, and, and I didn't, the last thing I wanted was to be offensive. And, you oh, know, of course, of course yeah. I was going to ask it in the nicest way possible. Of but, course. But without any sort of context, I just didn't really feel like I could engage it uh, just from my very admittedly ignorant perspective as to why this person would be wearing 3D glasses. I think you took a good worked. route to yeah. really investigate first and not assume anything. And now publicly them. shame on my <laughs> on uh, our podcast. So I'm taking the high road. <laughs> um, other current events beyond Rogue One and 3D glasses um, in non-theater settings, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, uh, the new hit Harry Potter universe I, that's what I'm going to call it. I don't think that's an accepted term yet, but it's it's kind of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the DC Cinematic Universe. We're, I think we're getting a Harry Potter Cinematic Universe now, which is kind of exciting. Um, so this, as you were mentioning, Hamilton, this is where I need to catch up because mm. I have a little Harry Potter exposure, but not enough. And it's 
it's taken me many years because I really, at this point, should be caught up. It's time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, <laughs> it, it's a cool universe. I read the books kind of as they were coming out as I was growing up and kind of grew up with it, which is kind of cool because I think the story really evolves, and you see this in both the books and the movies, and starts very lighthearted and innocent, and uh, by the end is really kind of much darker and more somber. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's the right word for it, in tone. Um, so, anyway, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is a book that's in the Harry Potter universe that readers or watchers of the movie might remember that some of the students are required to bring to school. And so this is the story of the guy who wrote the book, and it kind of happens while he's writing the book. He's sort of finishing it, I think, as during the movie. So I thought the movie was really good. Um, if you get a chance to see it, I'd be really interested in talking about the main character, Newt. I think he displays some really interesting maybe psychologically relevant behaviors and interaction and interpersonal style. Um, he Just a, maybe a little tidbit about that. He's very open about how people don't really like him. And I thought it was interesting to see how that sort of... how his mannerisms and personality and the way that he... Uh, his relationship style was portrayed by the actor. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds like it has the makings for a good episode. All of our episodes are good. <laughs> <laughs> and that one sounds like no exception. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, Fantastic Beasts, where to find them. I've seen some people who really didn't like it, um, some people who did like it. And um, I think it's just a really, it's not a life-changing movie, but it's a, just a really fun movie. It's got some cute little animals, which I enjoyed. Um, so I would recommend it and give it the Jedi Council seal of approval. Go check it out. It's worth your time and worth your hard-earned money. You've convinced me. Okay, good. But I think that's all I have for current events. Uh, well, maybe one other thing. Telltale, folks, long-time listeners, loyal fans will know that I'm a fan of the Telltale series, which I think I've talked about at length. But what I like about them is they're very plot-based, and it's kind of a more cinematic experience that's episodic and broken into seasons. And I've talked a little bit about the Batman series, which I just finally got to play the new episode, and I liked it quite a bit. Um, But they're actually going to be doing a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, series for it, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy still might be my favorite of the Marvel movies. That was Um, a really fun movie. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Would you like to know an interesting fun fact about Guardians of the I Galaxy? I sure would. So, one thing that is interesting, here's me going into DC defensive mode. My, I mean, really my default state. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people really didn't like Man of Steel because they said so many innocent civilians died in the or were injured in the battle between Superman and um, General Zod. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of addressed by Zack Snyder in the... Batman vs. Superman film where and I think I noticed this in um, Civil War 2 where they kind of were like well this area is abandoned or there's ramifications for that now and I think people just kind of were like starting to get weirded out by how many people were being hurt in these battles so at at any rate um, what was interesting to me is Man of Steel was really hated on because so many civilians were hurt but Guardians of the Galaxy actually holds the Guinness World Record I think it might not be in the Guinness, but it is in the. It is the top record of any movie of for the number of like casualties. Really? Yeah. I had for no the idea. Uh, the battle scene towards the end where hmm. they're um, they're 
what are they doing? Are they trying to just destroy that place? I think. I can't remember. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't either, which is, I feel bad because I just said it was my favorite of those movies, <laughs> and now I don't remember the plot. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, so take that, Marvel. But you remember That's, the feeling yeah. from it. But also, that so that is interesting. I wonder mm. what it was about the context that made people more sensitive to one than the other. Oh, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. <laughs> it's because people are wildly biased yes. towards Marvel films. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that may be it. Um, I think it is, this is my suspicion, mm-hmm. my actual suspicion, is I really like Henry Cavill as Superman, and I mm-hmm. like that portrayal a lot, but he is not, in some ways, the very traditional sort of, upstanding Superman Mm -hmm. and I think when he kills General Zod in Man of Steel which I think is a developmental sort of thing for the character Mm -hmm. but that people did not like that and I think that maybe activated sort of a uh, this doesn't feel quite right schema in Mm -hmm. people's minds when they were watching it that they didn't get when they were watching Guardians of the Galaxy because of the good good music oh (laughs) the music really sets the tone see that's interesting I was thinking maybe because of it seemed real, more realistic in Man of Steel to something mm-hmm. we could relate to where Guardians yeah. of Galaxy is in a different place, so it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as real, like, oh, that's it's one of us that that could happen yeah. to or something. That's a really great point, too, and probably yeah. very true. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Um, thanks for tuning in to our new film analysis <laughs> podcast, Jedi Council Film Podcast. Uh, we'll be here every week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've already used up half our episode. We haven't <laughs> even gotten to Dr. Horrible yet. So I suppose it's time for a classic shifting of the gears. Folks, um, you'll be able to find the link in the description of the episode. We've got Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog loaded up here. I've got the volume blared um, to avoid any copyright infringement. I'm going to turn that down. So you should not be able to hear it. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, or otherwise I will post the link in the description as well. So, Dr. Singlong Block Act 3. I don't have bronchitis anymore, so I'm going to be able to contribute to the conversation. Excellent. For the con- epic conclusion. Uh, we're going to start it. Do you have anything to say before we start? I have something not as relevant, but sure. I thought I'd mention it. We have a new post up on our oh, website. Yeah. We try to do that around the first of the month, around we're New Month. We're pretty good about so, it. Yeah, we I try think, to be pretty yeah. consistent with it. So this is Will Hunting from the classic movie, Good Will Hunting. So if you're interested in that, we talk about antisocial personality disorder, mm-hmm. how it's different from psychopathy, trauma, mm-hmm. and PTSD, and some of those things. So check it out if you have a chance yeah. and let us know what you think. Very relevant in the sort of psychology stuff, too. We, mm-hmm. Where we are lacking a little in some of our podcast episodes because we get so caught up in the nerdy stuff, you really get a good sense for that in the blog posts. So, and this started out as just a blog, and the podcast kind mm-hmm. of came afterwards. And now sometimes I feel like it's the opposite a little bit, where the podcast is the main focus. But main focus. But I think the well, obviously I think this. But the blog posts are wonderful. So, if folks haven't read them. Read it. Yeah, let just, us know what you just think. give it a read, mm-hmm. and let us know what characters do you want to see us write about. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll write about them. Maybe not. I don't know. I can't tell the future. All right. I'm done antagonizing our fans. All two that are left. Okay. Uh, We're going to start at Act 3 in 3, 2, 1, go. And here it is. Neil Patrick Harris, Nathan Fillion, Fleece Day, and Dr. Horrible. So where we last left off, um, Captain Hammer and Penny were together, uh, much to Dr. Horrible's chagrin very upset about that yet his mission to be inducted to the evil league of evil continues and so he he is continuing his foot look at that his facial expression very determined he doesn't have those um like ticks that weird twitches that 
that we saw earlier. Why do you think that is? Is he more confident? Is he more driven? It, I don't think ticks are related to confidence no. or drive, of course. But For him, it did seem anxiety-related, though, because yes. it was when mm-hmm. he was talking to Captain Hammer. And so I wonder if he, what we've seen is a guy who had kind of an ambivalence about being evil versus he could go in the good direction, and his his affection for Penny showed that if he's now really determined. I don't know if it was the stress of seeing his arch-nemesis with the woman who he was interested in that turned him to the dark side, but you certainly see this kind of uh, focus and determination now. Do you think that things would have gone differently for Dr. Horrible if he had ended up with Penny? So I know in the last episode Mm -hmm. we talked about there might be some relationship incompatibility due to some very big differences, I think, or I think we both thought, in values. Mm -hmm. So maybe on the surface he feels like things could have been different, he could have been happy if he ended up with her, but I wonder if that's true. Yeah, you're right. He might initially be happy, but he'd have to ditch his whole evil thing, and that seems really important to him. I mean, I think more important than Penny. (laughs) No, you're right. Mm -hmm. I think that's true, and you see it kind of tip the other way. It's interesting. Captain Hammer has amassed some fans um, now that he is perceived as a, a spokesperson and advocate of people who are homeless, and um, they've got the, the, those three people singing songs about how much they really like him. And so he's got a little bit of a hero status, but the interesting contrast is that Penny is not thinking he's as great. You see a little doubt as she sings in the laundromat. Oh, look, she's got the two... Frozen yogurt ice cream things. I didn't notice that before. That's a nice detail. I didn't catch that even this time until you pointed that out. And Billy's not there to share because he is, what is he doing? He's putting the death ray together. Not not what you want and certainly indicative of, I think, a pretty big character paradigm shift Mm -hmm. where he even has a song called Freeze Ray. And I think it illustrates that although he is certainly evil, there is a line for him at Mm -hmm. that point and uh, it seems that with the relationship formulating between Captain Hammer and Penny that line is gone for Dr. Horrible and I think you're right just like Superman crossing that line just like Superman we see this here too and maybe uh, analogous also to one of our favorite characters Anakin Skywalker yes that's right due to sort of a combination of external events and internal maybe uh, thinking styles or patterns and personality characteristics mm-hmm. leads to a sort of uh, falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Man, even thinking about Anakin gets me excited again for Rogue One. I just, that character is just so great. On the big screen again uh, after a long time. Incredible. I've mm-hmm. never seen him on the big screen. So it is going to be awesome. Captain Hammer is giving a speech now um, in song form about being a hero and you can see people are really in awe of him i know i'm not <laughs> no i don't care no no he's arrogant and i oh, don't yeah. i don't love arrogance i'll be honest do you know what else i'm noticing hmm. is that unrelated to the content of the movie the youtube closed captioning could certainly use a little improvement yeah it seems like some of these words are not matching up <laughs> no. to what's actually being said <laughs> i think you're right uh, youtube you can give us a call i'm happy to consult about your closed captioning <laughs> everyone is a hero in their own way everyone's got villains they must face it also seems like could this pace be correct i don't know i'm not sure either um 
But that was kind of an inspirational sort of line. It was. Um, from Until he says they're not as cool as mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I guess I would take it out of context. Yes, and, everyone's and hero room weight. No, that's, I agree, that is not No, it's horrible. Accurate. <laughs> no, I, it's not helpful in any way. I think I would be better off trying to lip read. Um, mm-hmm. So, Penny looking uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. Captain Hammer kind of being a jerk, so... Yes, he's flexing his deltoids of compassion and his abs of being kind. I don't know. <laughs> I sure like Nathan Fillion, though. Yeah, he's he's great. I heard that um, he guest starred on some recent episodes of Modern Family, which I'll have to see. I actually just saw that episode. Oh, how was it? It was really funny. Was it? Yeah, his character is really funny. Okay, I'll um, check it out. I watched it two days ago. So yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was on uh, Catching Up on Modern Family. Nice. Which is another great show if, you, if folks haven't seen it. I, I like Modern Family. Did you see that bit. Geek Therapy post about... Did you see the Modern Family episode with Mitch and his Spider-Man comic? No, I have not. I didn't or, see that either, but yeah. Geek Therapy, which is great. If you mm-hmm. haven't heard them, check them link out. Link in the... I'll leave a link in the, yeah, that in the description great. because they it's, it's a whole podcast network. Podcast network and blog yeah, posts and very stuff, good stuff like that. And also... Um, Jose, who I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name correctly, was really helpful in um, audio stuff and absolutely. podcasts. Uh, helped us to choose Podbean through his yeah, advice and stuff absolutely. like that. We got off topic again, but anyway, Modern Family is great, and so is Geek Therapy. So check yeah, it out. Check them both Captain out. Hammer is mesmerizing the crowd. They are, all have their arms up and are waving them, and they must not be closely listening to the words he's <laughs> saying because they're not that nice. No, it, and it certainly speaks to. The influence of a charismatic speaker, oh. which is uh, a really an interesting phenomenon, and, mm-hmm. and something I think there's probably a lot of really good examples of of people who, when you actually listen to the content of what they're saying, it, there's nothing, mm-hmm. but it's still so rousing, and they're uh, being, being very animated mm-hmm. and using buzzwords. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very interesting, and especially when speaking to groups, there's sort of uh, I don't know if this is the right word. Uh, kind of a mob mentality sort mm-hmm. of reaction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then, no, it's true. He's got that, and I don't want to overuse this term, but there are some characteristics of narcissism in Captain Hammer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's arrogant and um, pretty self-centered, but it's interesting that often does pair with this kind of uh, likable or mesmerizing confidence, I think, mm-hmm. is just uh, greatly valued within some cultures. And oh, absolutely. This is one of them. So, mm-hmm. so Dr. Horrible resents that. And um, he's giving them mean looks now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, you know, you picked up on something that I don't know if I totally caught. There is a very, uh, almost a striking, uh, a very striking change in the way he's carrying himself mm-hmm. now. I don't know if I caught that before or if I thought about it, but he's certainly carrying himself a lot differently now. And um, I very much embracing the, well, his namesake, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have that sweetness that he had as Billy. I mean, now he's really um, just looks like he's fully committed to this, which is kind of sad, especially in light of what's going to happen. Absolutely. I hate to watch it. So this is interesting because I've heard rumors that they are interested in doing a second one, but one of the main characters, spoiler alert, although if you haven't seen it by now, then turn off the podcast, but Penny dies, so I don't know if they'd have to do a prequel or some kind of cool thing where she comes back. That's a really good question. Because Felicia Day has to be in it because she's awesome and I want her to. <laughs> I, I like that approach to the world. <laughs> Speaking of entitlement, I feel <laughs> entitled to that. 
No, but she's, I mean, she's a key player in what makes oh, this musical so good. So, I mean, I'm sure it would be great anyway, but she's so good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Captain Hammer punches Dr. Horrible in the face, and I kind of am on Captain Hammer's side in this case because he is carrying the death ray. Yeah. But he doesn't know how it works, and so now he's going to try to be the hero and shoot Dr. Horrible. That's not very heroic. The middle finger. No, Come that... On, <laughs> he's not doing it in a real nice way, I'll be honest. <laughs> he's not very likable, is he? No, he's not, and yet... To this crowd, he is much more likable. So he uses the death ray pointed point blank at him, but that is not how the death ray works. Nope. So he gets blown and back. And it's damaged, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. From the fall, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Captain Hammer is experiencing pain for maybe the first time ever. Yep, there he is, and he doesn't like it. He is not as tough as he thought he was, because this, this folks, is why sometimes when you experience pain, a beautiful resilience can come through it. But Captain Hammer has not experienced much pain, so he runs away the moment he experiences it. Ditching Penny. Yep. Great. Significant other. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. Real. (laughs) (laughs) And by that I mean the opposite. (laughs) Time to bring (laughs) those back. back. You heard it here first. could use a good mental health analysis. (laughs) So now Dr. Horrible... Okay, so he looks remorseful because Penny has inadvertently been hit... From the death ray. And while Captain Hammer fired it, um, the constructor of the death ray was Dr. Horrible. And this woman who he cares so much about is dying right in front of him. And he he looks upset. Yes. But I don't think it's a long-lasting upset. Not the kind of thing like, hey, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And I think this is almost a turn, and maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but... I don't think Dr. Horrible is a very likable character after this. No. I think very, up until this point, many watchers have sympathized with him mm-hmm. and, and kind of rooted for him, which is sort of an interesting phenomenon in and of itself. Sort of mm-hmm. the anti-hero um, Walter White uh, yes. from Breaking Bad, Dexter Morgan from mm-hmm. the show Dexter. These characters who really aren't good, but we still root for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a, just another wonderful example of that. But after this, like I said, not terribly likable and, and maybe showing his sort of true colors. I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, well, he certainly seems to be, you know, because Neil Patrick Harris is so great in playing this, he's showing so much emotion while he sings this song, and it's mostly in his facial expression. And you can see where he might for a second go into sadness and feel bad, but that he instead instead chooses to kind of uh, become fully evil, fully powerful evil. And now he has done something probably worthy of getting admitted to the evil league of evil. We'll find out shortly. We sure will, because this is our first time watching it. (laughs) What is this called again? Today. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You get the good, good goofs here. (laughs) So Penny is now brought away, and he's he's just... uh, Why is he not being arrested? That is an excellent question. Country mourns. What's, What's her, her name? name? See, Penny forgotten. The actual hero of the story is Penny because she is helping people in need and less fortunate than her. But she is what's her name because she doesn't have as mesmerizing a person. Like, oh, look, Captain Hammer's in therapy. I see some misconceptions about therapy already, just yes. in the five seconds that this has been. He's on. laying on a Freudian style mm-hmm. couch. Not and looking crying. at the therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not so common these no, days. Very, very, mm-hmm. very rare. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more collaborative, sitting facing each other, and now we see it. It is finally happening for Doctor Horrible. 
He doesn't look like he's feeling any remorse. No. And now he's evolving into his new look. He has upgraded his outfit to red mm-hmm. and black gloves. And he, there is Bad Horse himself. I think Bad Horse. I yep. don't know the gender of Bad Horse. I guess actual I don't horse. Yeah. And Dr. Horrible finally takes his place at the Evil League of Evil table. Yep. Goal accomplished. Go, um, yeah, well, I mean, not a very good goal, but no. certainly a lofty one. And on a dark note, you know, we talked about how some people don't like this when we recommend it to them. Maybe they don't like the ending, which I guess is understandable. I don't feel very good right now, no. if I'm being honest with myself. No, I want Penny back. And yet, I still like it overall. I mean, that is a sad I'm never going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> this has really turned things around Now I you. know why it's been a while. I don't mind a tragic ending. I no. think because it's unexpected, and I always appreciate that in a, in a storyline. Yes, oh, absolutely. And I think Dr. Horrible is really interesting. And I hope other folks have thought it's interesting to mm-hmm. follow along and listen to our commentary as well. Um, I don't know. We're out of time for today's episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth, maybe we can talk about it a little bit more next week. Maybe not. I don't know. If it's worth talking about the character just broadly without the commentary, we can think about it. If you'd like to hear us talk about Dr. Horrible, the character, you can tweet at us with (laughs) Dr. Horrible, yes. Uh, Otherwise, hashtag Dr. Horrible, no. So those are your three polls for the Jedi Council for the upcoming week. Um, Maybe we should set them up as polls. I mean, that might that, make it easier, but I like the hashtag could. thing. I, I like think this is going to be trending. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and hashtag Jedi Council blog as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, please I mean, do. Just so I mean, everyone's going to know about it. So. <laughs> uh, f- folks who are longtime listeners, first time callers, maybe, uh, are going to be happy for the return of our classic and delayed by a couple of weeks. <laughs> Pros of wisdom. With <laughs> That's right. It's uh, it's been a long time coming. And uh, we've had all of Dr. Horrible. We've all watched this together now. So now it's time to really take a... Let's just take a second and uh, and reflect on what have we learned and what can we take away from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. I haven't thought about it. So I'm really on the spot. And my pros of wisdom are always on the spot. But this, this week's a little tougher because it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're going to really wrap up Dr. Horrible and and think about what we can take home from it. I think it's don't be horrible. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Um try to try to be a try to be a a penny in a world of Dr. Horribles and uh think about what are some ways that you can just make the world a little better around you and just um, maybe remind yourself that even the smallest of good deeds uh pay dividends. I, I truly believe that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Something along those lines. That was kind of nice. Um, because I just... Dr. Horrible, he got what he wanted in the end, but if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd say he, he isn't going to end up very happy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to pay off. So. No. so that's my pearl of wisdom for this week. Do you have anything to add to that one, Katie? I just kind of came up with it on the fly. No, I like that. I, I think Penny is a, a great person to emulate, even if she's quiet or not, the loud kind of attention-grabbing one. Yeah. She's doing the good work. Absolutely. Um, so we'll probably call it right there. Uh, folks, thank you so much for listening in. We sure appreciate it every week. Uh, folks have been so great to review 
and tweet about us. I was not prepared to thank those folks on the air this episode. I need to get better about that uh, because I do want to thank everyone who takes the time. We've got some really great people on Twitter. I, I just love tweeting and talking to people. Oh, on it's there. so fun to talk to people all around the world about these nerdy things and it's, psychological things. It's we, amazing. We really appreciate it. It's been so fun to get to know people a little bit that way. Absolutely. We've really made some interesting connections and talked to some really cool mm-hmm. and really wonderful people. And I just don't know if we can put it into words how much we just really appreciate it. And uh, people who are so nice to tell their friends or tell their followers or tell whoever about us and this little project that we're doing and just trying to get people thinking and maybe teach someone a thing or two about mental health and uh, talk about some of the stuff that we're interested in. So we appreciate it so much. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, www.jedi-council.com. The blog and there's links to the blog and podcast mm-hmm. and everything on there. You can find it all. Otherwise, if you would like to listen to the podcast, it's available on Podbean, on Stitcher, and on the iTunes podcast app. Uh, if you've given it a listen, if you like what you're hearing right now, the great, wonderful voices of of two psychology nerds, <laughs> uh, just leave it a, leave a review. I, I know we really appreciate that so much, and it helps. Except others. the person who asks us to stop asking them to review, you don't have to. Uh, so I think, I don't know if that was directly in response oh. to us, because I think that's just their name. Oh, uh, it could have been. They okay. could have been saying that specifically to us. If it was a general thing, yeah. then but, but they still you don't need it to still applies. <laughs> yeah, they really don't need to review us yeah. again. Uh, you're in the clear. But uh, everyone else, um, it's time. It's, <laughs> it's time to pay your penance and leave us that review. Uh, it fuels us to keep <laughs> giving you this good, good content. Every week, mostly every week, mostly every Friday. I think we're pretty good about Fridays. It was Thursday for a while, but now it's Fridays. But we're flexible. We're flexible, and that's just a good psychological attribute. To have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, getting back to our classic signing off uh, segment, because we're still looking for a good sign off. Tweet one at us if you'd like to recommend one. I'd love to use your sign off phrase uh, for this week. Thanks for listening into the Jedi Council podcast. Stay flexible.